Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Welcome, ladies, to another Entourage podcast. I'm so excited to introduce my friend, sister in Christ, and actually she is related to me. She married my first cousin, Tucker. Um, but our speaker today is Antoinette Weatherly. She will be playing, stepping into the role that Paige does as a leader for Entourage while Paige is on maternity leave, and we are so excited to have her. So please welcome Antoinette. Hi, I am Antoinette Weatherly, and I am so excited to be sharing with you today and to be a part of the wonderful things that Entourage Ministries is doing. I count it a privilege to get to do this and to share. And in light of talking about graves, gardens, and gratitude, I want to first um, lay this simple foundation of something that really has begun to guide my thinking a lot this year. And that is that the word of the Lord is seed and that my heart is the soil and that I'm cultivating in partnership with Holy Spirit my heart and um, really realizing this year that cultivation is a process that I do with the Holy Spirit has um, just been revolutionary for me. I don't take the word, run with it, and try to perform it on my own. I don't have to try to squeeze out fruit on my own or with my own effort, but simply by abiding in the Holy Spirit and partnership with the Holy Spirit, fruit is a natural product of that relationship and intimacy with Him. And so what I want to lean into today specifically in talking about graves, gardens, and gratitude is answering the question, how can you be thankful for what you can't see and why does it matter? In terms of seed, time, and harvest, you know, um, a lot of that work, the work that is accomplished by the Holy Spirit, the work of the kingdom, really, there's a lot of unseen. There are so many things that um, are transpiring in the unseen. We live um, in a natural world, but we are a part of an unseen kingdom. And so it's very important to know how to begin to engage with things that are not seen. So how can you be thankful for what you can't see, and why does it matter? Again, that's the question that I want to lean into today. Um, Being thankful for what you can't see is crucial because Thanksgiving activates. We're going to be talking about um, coming into agreement, coming into that place of partnership with the Holy Spirit. And when we take steps into partnership with the Holy Spirit, we enter His realm, His territory, His garden, if you will, where He causes His will to be what springs up out of the garden of our lives. And our entry point in engaging with that garden and the gardener is thanksgiving, it's gratitude. In Psalm 100, verse 4, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. In other words, we gain admittance into the garden. We gain admittance into his presence through um, the activation of our praise and of our thanks and gratitude. It reminds me of when I was little and you'd play clubhouse 
with your friends and um, they've set up where they're on the inside of the clubhouse and you're on the outside of the clubhouse and you knock on the door and they say, okay, what's the password? And you don't know what the password is. And they lean in and they say, the password's blueberries. And so you repeat back to them, blueberries, and they let you in. That's how it is with the Father. We enter into His presence, and He has given us the password. It's thanksgiving. It's praise on our lips. It's when we begin to glorify Him and speak about His nature, His character, and His goodness. And when we release those things in our lives, it puts us into a different place. It puts us into um, His territory, if you will, where His will and His way begins to unfold and um, to bloom in our lives. Um, looking again at gates and courts and coming into that space. Um, these are all synonymous with a garden, a secret garden. In Psalms 27, verse 5, um, it talks about coming into the pavilion of the Lord, that we are invited into His pavilion. And I want to read it so I can get the exact quotation. But it says, For in the time of trouble... He shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And I love this. Um, In the Old Testament, um, it talks about how these Persian kings had these private pavilions, and usually they were outside, or these were tents that they were referring to. Um, But only if you were very close to the king could you gain admittance to this private place. This is where he um, would... um, conduct private meetings or of um, state affairs and or where he would meet with it, you know his his bride this was a a private place you could only come to by invitation and I love the Latin translation of the word pavilion which I won't try to pronounce you can look it up yourself but it means butterfly or um, and looking at that it relates to a canopy so imagine this butterfly's wings over you or a pavilion in the in the Persian culture also referred to the king's cloak that could be hung behind his throne and to be covered in that like the wings of a butterfly or the cloak of a king that place of safety that place of um, nobody can touch you when you are under the, the king's pavilion, under his safety and his watchful eye and care. That's what we're invited into. And that is what praise and worship on our lips, gratitude and thanksgiving, they give us admittance into. The invitation is always there. We are always invited in. Every person. There's nothing you have to do in order to gain. It's just the simple profession of Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for making this way available for me to come into this space with you. And when we do that, it's it's doing something in our minds when we begin to engage in thanksgiving, when we ga- engage in gratitude. One of my favorite um, teachers, Pastor Jacob Sheriff, taught um, not long ago that when your brain engages in gratitude, it can't engage in fear. When you begin to turn on gratitude and thanksgiving, you've now change the entire plane of your mind and are then able to receive and see the unseen, to see what the Father is speaking and desires to release in your life, what He's doing and His truth. Oftentimes, I find in my personal experience, what I see in the natural does not always line up with what He has promised. And so it's very important to know how to begin to engage with what is unseen 
and the way that we engage with what is unseen is the profession of our faith. And that's thanking Him before the breakthrough. That's thanking Him before the physical manifestation of the things that we're believing for. This summer, um, I had a crucial experience with the Father. It was life-changing for me because I'd never been so hard-pressed um, I guess I never I never experienced anything like this before, and it was with the birth of my second daughter. So um, when my little Benny was born, um, you know she had been taken um, into wherever they take the babies <laughs> for a routine checkup. You know they're just checking normal things, normal vitals, and all that. And I receive a call that they're not bringing her back; that she's going to have to be admitted into the NICU. And in that moment. I cannot explain to you, I've never felt this in my life. Anybody who's uh, experienced some sort of shock or, or, or big loss would understand, but it felt like a javelin hit my chest. I felt like I was punched in the gut. And everything, I mean, you know, there was no time to begin to grab a hold of my Bible, grab a hold of the Word. I, in that instance, my mind was set in a tailspin. And I began to fathom in moments, I'm talking seconds, my mind was already contemplating, what if I never bring her home? What if I never get to leave here? We, I never get to take her. What if they, you know, they're going to keep her forever and she never returns to me? And I began to think about, you know, months, 41 weeks in this case, of waiting for this seed, of waiting for the fruit of what I had labored for, this beautiful, precious daughter that the Lord had entrusted me with, and I wasn't going to get to see the fruit. All of those thoughts happened within moments, and I hung up the phone with them. I talked to my husband, and I laid back my head, and the deepest cry I've ever cried (laughs) came out of me, just this utter feeling of defeat and loss, and every moment counted. It's like every moment that passed was another moment that I wasn't going to be with my daughter. And um, in that, in those uh, few moments, I guess, in that room with my husband, we both wept, we cried, I felt defeat, I felt, I felt the presence of an enemy, very ready to pounce on what looked like defeat. And, um, and again, I could not get my thoughts under control. And it was my husband who stepped in and began to pray. And he prayed, and I still really wasn't engaging with the prayer. I could hardly even hear him. But I knew enough that, you know, he's engaging with the Lord. And, um, and in that, it's like he broke something in the air. There was um, just something in the air, that feeling of defeat. And I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, this is not you. You have authority. You're mighty. You need to act like you have authority and that you're mighty. And I just, I rose up in that bed and I, I told those words to my husband. I said, this is not me. I have authority. I'm mighty. And I just began to speak the word. And the Lord brought me to Psalm 91. And I began to profess Psalm 91 over my daughter. And the opening lines are in Psalm 91 verse 1, He who dwells in the secret place, the secret place, the garden, that pavilion of the Most High shall abide under the shadow or the wings of the Almighty, just like that butterfly or that canopy. And as I profess Psalm 91, 
You know, I didn't feel instantaneously better. That was a hard afternoon. Um, my husband and I just rested and, um, you know, we just loved each other. I remember we watched a movie trying to take our minds off of what was going on. Um, but within the next few days, you know, I was um, let go of the hospital and my daughter was there a total of nine, nine days in the NICU. But I showed up to the NICU um, heavy hearted. But when I would sit down in that chair and I would look at her or I would hold her, I was reminded um, just of promises that the Lord had given me concerning her and reminded of the confession of faith my husband and I, I had made in that hospital room of Psalm 91. And I realized the power for the first time, really the power of hiding the Word of God in your heart. I had never needed the Word like I needed it in those few days. And the seed that I had sown of God's Word in my heart began to bear instant fruit. I began to experience the garden of my life as I began to engage with His Word in a time of need. Now, I, you know, I do. I don't take that time for granted when I'm sitting um, in my chair reading the Word in the morning, and I wonder why He's led me to this scripture, or why am I taking the time to study this? It's going to bear fruit. I may not see the reason why I'm reading what I'm reading, or I am engaging in the relationships that I'm engaging in. I may not be able to discern or understand always the things that I'm praying, but those are seeds, and I am beginning, I'm tapping into the unseen kingdom, and that is just crucial to know how to navigate, to know how to engage in the unseen through prayer, through gratitude, through um, thanksgiving, and through the action of hiding God's word in your heart. Um, one of the scriptures that has always come to me anytime uh, with my first daughter and then with my second, and anytime that I've been pregnant, I recite to myself that I am enduring this for the joy that's set before me, the joy of this child um, coming into being. And it says, the word says that Christ endured the cross for the joy set before him. There was an unseen fruit, there was an unseen work that was taking place in his sacrifice, in his willingness to be buried like a seed and to be the firstborn of many sons. He he has enabled us to step into that resurrection life or that transformation life like Jesse and Paige have talked about in these last few weeks. And that's the power of His Word. When we hide His Word in our hearts, we begin to experience the fruit of relationship with Him, and we might find ourselves in a garden and what what seems a grave. That NICU room became a garden. It became a place of celebration, and only God's Word can accomplish that. Even during the time of COVID, when many families found themselves unemployed or at home um, and unable to go out, the the Lord um, gave me the word that of this pavilion that He'd allowed us to be in, that yes, this was a hard season. This was a hard, hard thing that had happened for a lot of families. But within that, He would cause that time, that slow down to become a pavilion if we'd allow Him. And He can do that in any situation. Only God's Word can turn a graveyard into a garden. And so I want to encourage you in that, um, that there's power in celebrating before your breakthrough. There's power in celebrating the fruit that is yet to come, the blooming that you have yet to see. 
And that's what I want to pray over you today, is that you would begin to engage in celebration, faithfully continue in the Word of God, hiding His Word in your heart. And if you find yourself in a graveyard, I just begin to speak and release right now that that place is going to be a garden of life, of resurrection life and transformation. So Father, we just thank you, Lord, for what it is that you're doing, that you are moving in our midst, that you are hovering over um, our individual lives the way Holy Spirit hovered over the earth in creation, ready to cause life to spring up, ready to cause the word of the Lord to be made manifest. And we thank you, Jesus, that your word brings life. We engage with your word, Father. We come into agreement with your word. Whatever you desire to do, Lord, put your word in our hearts. Give us understanding and wisdom. And may your word on our lips bear much fruit. Your word says that it does not return void, but it goes forth and it accomplishes what it is set forth to do. So I thank you that every listener, wherever they find themselves, that as they begin to release the word of the Lord, that they would see made manifest in the natural what is in the unseen, the unseen promises of a faithful king who only wills good and who only wills fruitfulness. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 